Welcome everybody back to the Matrix podcast. I am Sunny. Alongside here, I have Sapo and Ranch. I want to thank everybody. We got a lot of good feedback from our initial uh, attempt at podcasting here. So got a lot of good feedback from people. And, um, you know, I think one of the, the biggest things that we got back was just the amount of people that wanted to know more about us, how we got into mortgages and finance, and uh, just how our path has kind of led us to where we're at right now. So, you know, for myself, I started out uh, working at a bank. I started in 2007 as a teller. Um, I had really no idea of what I wanted to get into. I worked a bunch of odd jobs before that. Um, One big thing for myself was I I didn't really pursue a post-education. I'd gone for maybe a semester or two semesters, but I wasn't exactly sure of where I wanted to end up. So I kind of followed my mom's footprint. She's been in the banking industry for a while, and she was on the mortgage side of things. And that was the first career, I would say, uh, that I had actually seen her develop so much. So I thought, you know, it'd be a great opportunity for myself. So I kind of jumped in a little bit... uh, hesitantly in the beginning but slowly over time I've gotten a little bit more momentum on this side and the experience has been very interesting is definitely not what I thought it would be walking yeah. into it you know Instagram makes business look a lot sexier than it is <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know came from a banking background been on the brokering side for about three years now and just slowly growing each and every day and, and just trying to get better yeah and uh, like just touching on my like past experience and stuff like right after high school, like I went into the dental field, so I, I was actually practicing as a dental hygienist, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and uh, I wanted to become a dentist, but at that time, I just felt like the field wasn't challenging me enough. And uh, at that time, I decided to get my insurance license and was doing a little bit of life and uh, investments at that time. But I, I still felt that I had a lack of knowledge in the financial industry. So I went back to school at BCIT. I uh, did my financial planning diploma, and then I got my CFP designation, which is Certified Financial Planner. Then ended up in the banking world, all passionate about uh, all passionate changing about investments, lives. changing lives, and, uh, mutual funds, four percent returns. That's it, right? And uh, especially like in our community, talking to them about mutual funds and talking about six six percent return, they just laugh at you, right? Yeah, they'd rather sleep so, on their money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so going from uh, doing financial planning just lending based and uh and then after just doing mortgages for about two and a half years at the bank then i met gary then uh, that's how i ended up in the broker world nice yeah nice yeah i actually started off going to uh post-secondary school i went to langara i actually did criminology out of all things yeah you know just like any you mean other- out of all things all our east indians do i um you know and family members that were in law enforcement yeah. whether it being police officers or correctional officers or even parole officers uh so i went i uh, did the criminal justice program at langara college um completed that and it actually opened up my eyes and, and i realized hey this is not the field for me like the lifestyle uh the shift work just didn't suit what i was looking to do i went and got into the credit unions then just thinking hey you know this kind of interests me. Let's see where it goes. Uh, from banking for four years after that, I wrote my broker's exam and became a broker. And uh, just naturally, just slowly learned through you know family members' helps and help and all that. Uh, got to know the business inside out and just loved it and loved helping people. And 
that's how I got where to where I am now. Yeah, it, it's crazy too, man. Because if I reflect back on like when I was a teller, it was like I think nowadays people always talk about their success and how their first year they absolutely murdered it and this and that. And for me, it hasn't been that way one bit. Like it's been a challenge, struggle, yeah. this that. I think the one thing that I really took away from everything is like anytime you really want something to work, if you focus on one thing, you know, initially for me, I thought I'll come in and I'll just make a ton of money. It yeah. wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. And when I switched my, my mindset to really one of developing myself and bringing more knowledge to other people, things slowly started shaping out differently for me. So like my initial path of, you know, trying to do residential deals didn't work out. All the business that I was getting was all you know, it was all alternative. I had yeah. no idea there's an alternative channel. And then I'm surrounded by, you know, a lot of my friends are super educated. So I'm questioning myself. My business is shit. Yeah. My, my education, I'm like, I don't have anything to do. But what I realized along this path is, um, like, education is always ongoing. And, you know, I think a lot, of the, a lot of the messages that we were getting from people were, you know, is education required? Do you have to have, you know, a degree in this or a degree in that to do really well? And... I think, uh, and you guys speak to this as well, you know, I think education is important. It definitely teaches you discipline, a system of learning, and how you can uh, steadily move up. But the biggest thing that I've noticed is just you've got to just have the heart and the grit to stick with things when it's not working. And if you stick with something long enough and you make the adjustments, you'll be successful. Absolutely. Yeah, even myself, coming from the bank, um, I was thinking, hey, you know, if I'm doing mortgages for these guys, why can't I do it for myself and make a killing? Uh, first <laughs> first year as a broker, uh, which just happened to be the year I was getting married, so a lot of expenses on my head, uh, just was brutal. Yeah. Uh, if I didn't have the mentor I had, uh, who my, which was a family member of mine, and uh, if I didn't get to learn from him, uh, I wouldn't have gotten through that first year. Um, it was a struggle. I learned a lot. Uh, but it's not as easy as everyone uh, thinks it is at the beginning or, you know, the idea I had in my head or the picture in my head, hey, I'll make a you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. I'll, I'll kill it. No problem. Yeah. Uh, wasn't even close because it, it, it doesn't just come down to, hey, I'm doing mortgages. It's about, you know, building a business. It's about be- having a business plan, like where are you yeah. going to get your referral, uh, you know, referrals from, uh, who do you network with? Uh, and there's so, and where do you advertise? How do you advertise? There's so many different questions that, you know, I was totally unaware of because when you work at the bank, they do all that for you. All you do is sit there and meet the clients and, oh, you know, someone books appointments for you and yeah. you, you do that. It's a totally different experience when you step into the real world. I know. I totally agree because especially like, when I got in the broker world and stuff, like, oh, like my financial like background from, like, say, BCIT going to school, it definitely helped me in the financial world, the mortgage world and stuff, like the way I kind of explain things. Mm-hmm. But like when I was going and getting into the broker world, like everybody at the bank was like, <laughs> hey, man. The real estate market is going to shit. Are you sure you want to do this? Right? Yeah. And, and I think it, back then it was just like, if you have that mindset and once you set that goal, I was like, hey, man, like, if I don't try it, I'm going to regret it. 100%. Right? And uh, so that, that was very, very critical. I'm like, I have to just jump in and see what happens. But it, like Sunny was alluding to and what you were just mentioning, and when I was at the bank, I was like, who obtains private finance? Who pays these 9%? Yeah. I'm like, this world doesn't exist, right? So... That was the big learning curve, and I think like when we speak about education, it's it wasn't like hey, I don't want to do those deals, and I just want to do residential. I'm like hey, I want to go learn that. I'm like let's learn about the alternative world, let's learn about private financing. But uh, but it, 
definitely about like what we're talking about is like education. Should you should people be going to school, like university, college to get that background? Um, but I think like if you're going to be a surgeon or something, hell yeah, you better have that background, right? To yeah. End. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think yeah. people should go to school if, yeah, like you're saying, if they're going to become a doctor or lawyer, yeah. if they have a specific goal in mind. Um, if you're just exploring or, you know, just taking general studies, I, I'm not a believer in general studies. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe take a couple of courses to kind of see where your heart's at if you have an, an idea, but... Go out there and get into the workforce in some sort, something that interests you, and, and try to get some work experience. And no one says you can't go back to school later on. I think it's a, it's a big combination because uh, I'll give you guys an example. There's a ton of guys that I know that know a lot about sports. You put them on a the field, they can't play. Yeah. There's a ton of people that know all about macros at the gym. If this is the perfect <laughs> way to do it, then you got another guy that's just in there grinding it out. And over time, that guy starts developing everything. So there's no right or wrong way. I think you got to find what the best thing uh, for yourself is. Um, and that's why, you know, in our first podcast, the biggest thing that we were talking about was personal development. What do we do? How do we set up our day? Because this journey of jumping into a business or life in general, anything that you're doing, it's not about the end result of getting this car, making X amount of money, whatever you think it is initially, because all those become hollow pursuits. You're going to hit a number. Then what are you going to do? You're just going to double the number, double the amount of time that you're doing something. I think if you always work and bring the mindset of trying to be better um, and improve your personal process, improve your business process, all these things naturally, as you elevate as a person, everything around you will elevate. Your relationships, the opportunities that come to you. And I think that often gets missed out where sometimes we're so focused on acquiring a piece of paper that we actually forget to get out there and talk to people. I mean, yeah. some of the best things that I've learned were on the teller line, in the business lineup, talking to people that had opened companies that had millions of dollars and asked them, what's your education? Like education, I just did the work. I saw a picture in my head and we yeah. slowly started growing. And we didn't think it would grow to here. But the goal in the first year was to start something. The second year we realized, hey, man, this is way harder than we thought. <laughs> yeah. Then what did we do? We made adjustments. Yeah. The market changed. We made adjustments. I think the biggest takeaway that I got was um, – one, the, the best thing that you can do is to, to talk to as many people as possible. And you got to find what really sticks out to you. And when I mean that, I mean like you're going to get tons of advice. But some people will say something to you and you just feel it and you know it's true for you. And you should take that information and run with it and just keep talking to people. Yeah, And not just that. Like, like you said, we all struggle at the beginning. Fail. Fail often. That's mm-hmm. how you learn. If you don't feel it, everything works right away. You're never. You're gonna not try to improve yourself. If you're like right off the bat a success, well, you know some people get complacent. You shouldn't be. If you fail once or twice, you want to make adjustments. You want to get better and better, and you have that drive. It's, like you said, it's the journey. It's not always the end goal. Yeah, exactly. And and I think uh, what people are afraid of the most is change, right? Like when they like that stagnant lifestyle, but you you, you got to get your world a little bit rocked, and you got to be able to adapt. Like even like the market's changing so much, you can't just. Sit there complaining, man. Hey, man, he's not sending me any more deals. It's up. It's Right? So it's, uh, you, like, you just have to adapt and change, right? And I think that helps you grow and that makes you want to go out and learn as well, right? Otherwise, like, if the market was always hot and you, 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 you wouldn't grow really. Yeah. Right? And that's yeah. the crazy thing too, right? I mean, especially now we're in an age where we're so connected yeah. through social media and all these different things and... I know a lot of people think, yo, I just got to hustle. I got to do this. 
you want to do those things and hustle, but you want to be productive. I mean, if you're just running a highlight reel on Instagram so other miserable people think that you're happy, you're running the wrong race. Yeah. But if you're doing you know, what you are actually passionate about, it makes it much easier for you to stick through those tough times. And I know that a lot of, I know from myself, I can only really speak from my experience. I mean, man, I was super anxious after I did a pursue school. All these ideas that I had of myself and they, I'm like, I'm dead. I am dead. I'm not going to be anything in life, man. Yeah. You are the biggest piece of garbage in the world. And then what I realized was, was man, I'm not. You know, I yeah. had to change my mindset. I had to let go of what I thought I needed to be and just kind of let things happen. And like you guys said, you got to fail. But failure isn't like a final destination. Yeah. If you give up, it is. Yeah. But yeah. like if you're constantly pursuing getting better and doing different things, it's it's such a rewarding ride. And I think that it's only done through just making that committed decision. It's scary. And I, I think like Ranjali, what you're alluding to, like people like give that, you know, there's that stigma. Like if you don't go to school, you know, you're not going to be with the lead and stuff. You're not doing anything. And, better, yeah. and I think sometimes what people like, you know, they, sometimes what happens is like when you get somebody's opinion, you may not like their opinion. Then you go ask somebody else. And then you almost get to that right individual. And then they give you the right opinion that you want to hear. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's just bullshit, right? Well, and it's then, what, what yeah. you tell yourself at the end of the day. You yeah. can ask as many people as you want, but it's what you actually believe and feel inside. Yeah. And that's where you're going to go. It's a tough thing, too, because like even in my early stages, yeah. I was looking to, uh, let's say, I would take someone else's blueprint. Yeah. And that worked for them. But my personality is completely different. Yeah. My skill set is completely different. So, I mean, once I actually started looking at everything and uh, breaking down, you know, what are my habits? What am I good at? What am I not good at? How can I bring, you know, the best of me into business? Yeah. Well, there's an 80-20 principle. Like yeah. 20% of uh, what you do brings 80% of your results. results. I was so focused on the 80%. <laughs> I, don't I don't know everything about yeah. mortgages, yeah. blah, 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 all this type of stuff. But it's crazy because... My mind was constantly talking me out of it, but yeah. my heart was still like, you got to go for it. You got to go for yeah. it. And then over time and, you know, leveraging the tools, the books, the resources, slowly I got to like really dull down the noise in my head and just look. It's just a process. Yeah. And once you look at your process objectively, it's easy to make adjustments. And they're non-emotional adjust, adjustments, That's right? It. That's yeah. it. Right? Even in the mortgage side, we get so emotional about this, but they're just numbers. Yeah. They work or they don't work. You know, we can give several solutions, but so much of the time, we're like, oh, my God, <laughs> this deal didn't work exactly. Yeah, the, yeah. Everything this guy wanted, I couldn't do. Yeah, and that's yeah. in so many businesses. But, like, when it comes to business, you you want to make non-emotional decisions based on data. And do what's best for your yeah. client. Like, give them the options, like you said. If it works, great. But sometimes the numbers don't work. And you have to be okay with telling your client that, that hey, this is don't work. Yeah, 100%. Or, hey, sorry, you don't get 3%. You get 3.5% and they have had a heart attack not knowing the facts. But, but like, I think overall, guys, what we're just trying to say is like, run your own race. If you don't go to school, it's, it's not the end of the world. And uh, just pursue your own race. Have your goals written up. And, uh, you know, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, 100%, guys. Uh, we'll be touching base on another subject uh, shortly. But once again, we'd like to thank all you guys for tuning in and uh, definitely uh, sharing you guys' feedback, and we hope that our stories today really helped you guys out. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks.